听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. It's time for tales around the teapot, just for you. The last goodbye, written and spoken by John Warburton. Five in the morning, and I'm wondering if I'm doing the right thing, after all. Doubts flood my mind, memories still so raw. The first rays of the sun shatter the dusky air like rainbow stars. A sign, surely, it's for me. I smile before once again the pain cuts me like a knife. Pain so intense I cry out, but there's no one to hear or see the tears that pour down my face. The train arrives on time. I'm the only one to board. The silence is electric after the whirl of chaos I've left behind. It's just what I need. I stop at a table seat and place my bags overhead, then slump into the seat. The hiss of brakes, gentle clatter of doors and rattle of wheels tell me we leave the station behind. Soon the view turns into rural countryside. People will be off to work, to school, to a hospital. People are dying, babies born, every second of the day. Someone somewhere is going through stress, joy and heartache. I close my eyes and try to sleep, just for a while, to escape life. In what seems moments I arrive, hustle and bustle, grumbles of passengers, cries of tired children up too early from bed, hungry babies, hearty greetings, embraces of long-missed sweethearts, lovers, families, mingle with tears for missed ones. I search for the exit and think back when I eagerly looked out of the train window to catch that first glimpse, looking, thinking, no, and then seeing you. Heart lifting an extra beat and catching my breath as the train slowly wound its way into the station to shudder to a stop at last right opposite your face. Jumping for joy, rushing into your arms, Hugging you so tight you would cry. Stop, you're squeezing me to death. But not really meaning it. Needing and enjoying it as much as I did. First contact after so long an absence. Kisses in my hair, my ears and cheeks. Then stood back to examine, inspecting. To see if there were changes from last time we met. Arms entwined, we'd walk along the pike platforms to the car park, get into your old battered mini and drive the two miles home, singing at the tops of our voices, any old thing that entered our heads at the time. Hailing a taxi, I wait while my bags are loaded before settling in the comfy interior. I give my address to the cheerful cabbie, A glance through the grubby window shows nothing seems to have changed. Here, the same old dreary shops, the betting shop, Hayes Bakery, 
Ali's supermarket with its flaking paintwork on the front, its tattered flags fluttering forlornly in the breeze. The clouds that cover the sun like a big umbrella make everything look dirtier. The old man is still there on the corner selling his daily news. He must be all of eighty now, I muse. Here and there, a few baskets of bright pansies and geraniums hang from the tops of the street lamps and shop corners. Turning into the old, so familiar street, I breathe a sigh of relief, here at last exactly as I remember. The old worn wooden front door still needs a touch of paint. How many times over the years have I thought that? Too many. Thanking the cabby, I grope in my coat pocket to find my keys. The bright silver one winks at me straight away, as if to say, Yes, that's me. Smells of dust and decay hit me. I pull up the heavy sash window. I look around at the dinginess. Was this all that was left of my dear mum? I hang my coat on the hook behind the door. As I start to pack the large cardboard cartons, memories hit me. My first party dress, all silver and sequins. My silver-heeled shoes. God, I thought I was a queen in them. Grandmother's candles we never used. Her brass mantel clock stands silent at 5pm. The handmade quilt Aunt Ada sent from Ireland for Mum's silver wedding, flung over the battered armchair, now all mildew and damp. China tea sets from Blackpool, that Mum won on the bingo. She'd wrapped them in old newspaper so as not to break them on the way home. What a day that was. Mum's tortoiseshell comb that she always carried in her pinny pocket, in case someone would call so she could give her her a quick comb through in the mirror before opening the door. Books piled in a corner, romances that Gran swore by. She could read one a day, confined to her bed with her arthritis, gently sighing over the love scenes and snorting loudly when something displeased her. The glass penguin I, I clasped tightly. Harry had bought it for Mum when he went to the seaside for the day with the school. It had been his first trip on his own. She'd kept it on the mantel, pride of place. A well-read letter catches my eye. I recognise the writing and smile. It was the first I'd ever written on leaving to go to college. She'd kept it all those years. Tears well up. I brush them away with a lace hanky I find on the armchair. Initialed N for Norma, my grandma, and I go into the small washroom under the stairs to wash, and, shuddering at the cold water, in the small mirror, a grubby blue-eyed face stares back. Satisfied that all is done, I slowly let my painful eyes wander around the room for the last time. I shut the door and slip the keys back through the battered half-open letterbox. There's a whine of a car, and turning, I see Adam's face peering out. A slight, wistful smile on his face. He gets out and hugs me tightly. You okay? he whispers gently in my ear. Yes, just about, I reply, choked up with unshed tears. 
time we were off. We've a plane to catch. Just one more minute. Hot, salty tears slide down my face as I glance once more at the faded paintwork and sigh. I get into the car and as Adam drives slowly down the long road, I turn and wave, knowing that this really is my last goodbye. Diolch am rando i YYFM am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddiluniad lein ac i ar ni wybod beth hoffech chi glywed nesaf ewch chi it's yyfm.com Thanks for listening to YYFM For more content like this to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of visit it'syyfm.com <laughs>